Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network. film fans to a brand new episode of quality check podcast i'm one of your hosts daniel posey and joining me to the left with box office stats oh. drew douglas it's been a while it has been a little bit of time since we seems like it we're last talking to you film fans out there all you fanatics hopefully <laughs> you have seen that movie which easily is our favorite movie of 2019 I talked to a friend the other day. He saw the. He was like, "Have you heard of this movie? It's called The Fanatic." Oh. I'm like, "Yeah, I heard of that. It's freaking awesome." I love going on Amazon Prime and seeing that poster on Prime. Every time I log in, I see John Travolta as Moose. It is his birthday today, so if you oh. get a chance, don't watch Pulp Fiction or, or Look Who's Talking. I want you to watch The Fanatic. Let's celebrate with the fanatic. My friend absolutely hated it, and I said, oh. "Just you need to watch that movie again because I think <laughs> you're missing something." He actually brought up the scene where they listen to Limp Biscuit for 37 seconds. I love that. You enjoy a little biscuit. Are you gonna watch that again anytime soon? Oh yeah, absolutely. Travolta is 66 today. I did not realize Ooh. that he was pushing 70. You think I mean, he, he looks, looks good? incredible in the fanatic? He's, uh, that's probably the best he's ever looked. All I can say is I would even recommend pausing this, watching that movie, and then returning. I'm to all for just stopping this. Just stop listening to us. Go watch The Fanatic. And then if you continue listening to this, that's fine too, but that, that movie's more important. But then I would recommend that you go and listen to the podcast episode that we did on The Fanatic and then just revel in that moment of John Travolta's moose. All I can say, I don't want to spoil anything, but I hope Fred D, who was the writer-director of that, I hope he makes an announcement about releasing kind of an animated short or something since we got to see some of the animation in that movie. I would take probably, let's do two more. Let's make a trilogy. I hope. I, I kind of want to get a prequel, to be honest. Maybe it's like Moose and he's obsessed with a, a new actor. I would be 100% on board with anything Johnny T and Fred D decided to do with that character or that storyline. Just give us more Moose. I think it's a good way to transition for give us more Moose and to give us more box office Ooh. cha-ching. We want to update you all on our fantasy draft in terms of box office and how we're doing. I've got our picks that we have. We'll just be going over January and February numbers. My pick, by default, technically, is Bad Boys for Life. That's my January pick. Yours, Doolittle. (laughs) Then for February, I've got Sonic the Hedgehog. 
little blue devil. And then for February, you've got, I did not update my list. I originally had the King's Man. Don't worry, I wrote a whole sheet <laughs> out and it, it has predictions for what's to come. This is not looking good for me. Well, you've got Fantasy Island up against my Sonic for February. That's true. Now I did, I did, I sat down, I'm telling you, I sat down for about 20 minutes and calculated all this. Right now, I'm looking at 85 million total between Doolittle and Fantasy Island. You have 253. That is a difference of $168 million. That's bad for me. For you. It's great for me. But I did a little calculations and I I feel better because we talked about this yesterday. (laughs) We have have each picked a movie from now until May. Whoever loses is going to get sprayed in the face with Mm -hmm. a super soaker. Yep. So if you win, you put whatever you want in there and you can spray me. Spray, hose me down, baby. Oh. I have already been shopping for goggles, but I'm feeling more confident after I did this because next month I have a quiet place too. I looked it up. New tracking on some website. 60 to $80 million opening. For QP2? I predicted... This movie could end around 180 million. I think that's lowballing it. I would say 200 would be fair. So if we do 180, Bloodshot new tracking 12 to 17 million. Ooh. It's getting worse. Yeah, and it's That I, was your pick for March by the way. I, I think that it won't get any higher than 30. So I gave you I I I just I gave it a little more padding. I gave you 45 for Bloodshot. <sighs> that would bring our total with those three movies. I would have 265. You have you would have 298. So oh. I'm already creeping up on you because of a quiet place mm-hmm. too. April, I have no time to die. You have Trolls World Tour. I'm ballparking no time to die. 200 million dollars. I estimated Trolls as what the original did, which was 153. I gave you 155. Oh. That would put us at 465 for me and 453 with Ooh. you. So I would be ahead of you by $12 million <laughs> heading into May when I have SpongeBob 3 and you have Black Widow. So it's going to come down to how well Black Widow do, does. Mm-hmm. Do's. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, Black Widow's, I think Black Widow is going to do really well. Yeah. But I think this is actually going to be very close. I do. And I really need Bloodshot. I need, I need Trolls to probably get, if it, get like, if it gets like 60 and Bloodshot stays at 45, Black Widow would have to make like 230 for you to win. I'm anticipating Black Widow to make... Honestly, personally, I want Black Widow to make like 415, which is going to be... It ain't going to make 415 in the U.S. And But then again, Captain Marvel made like 420, and then Wonder Woman made about 412, 413. If it makes that, I would love it. And there is a chance that it could be like a runaway success like that. But I need, if you're listening, do not see Black Widow in theaters. Oh, I, I don't know what to expect from SpongeBob. The first movie made 85. They do a sequel. 11 years later, it makes $162 million. I don't get that. So this movie could either make 85 or 170. <laughs> I think that movie is, I, I don't, I've not really heard anyone talking about it. I just don't, I, like the online buzz is from what I 
you know, because I, 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 for I like SpongeBob. Yeah, for SpongeBob, I just there's Who's like talking none about SpongeBob where you're finding buzz. But then no one's talking about uh, World or the Trolls World Tour. But with Sonic, there were a lot of people excited, and I kept saying, I think this could end up being a, a pretty big hit. And I really need Trolls to do bad. If Trolls does like mediocre, I'm, I think I could win this somehow. More and more people are expecting. Sonic to end about 200. So if Bad Boys and Sonic ends about 200, I also think your No Time to Die, I really think that can make about three, between 300 and 325. I really no, think. Because I don't have any faith in this. New tracking is showing that it could end up breaking the Bond record, which Spectre ended up making, I think it's 88 between 85 and 88 million there are more analysts predicting that this will make for the more. opening weekend mm-hmm. but it only made 200 million dollars that doesn't mean it. i don't care about the opening weekend which is yeah and i mean it could drop same way with quiet place too i think it will have it will be heavily front loaded with a strong box office open but then two weeks from quiet place two from the open it will drop significantly so I think that you're you're definitely looking good, and I'm not nervous yet, but once April arrives, middle of April, we're well into Bond, and we can see clear stats on Black Widow, then it will end up making me either more nervous or put me more at ease. So you're I'll, not nervous right now? You still feel no, good? I, 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 this whole thing is going to be derailed for me. From some blue bastard named Sonic. <laughs> That's why I love, because when we were picking, I thought Sonic is kind of my sleeper. And luckily, you passed on bad boys. Yeah. That was yeah. to my advantage. That I, I I would say even in hindsight, I don't regret that. Because oh. I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that bad boys did that well. I would have been in the same as you. Yeah. You know, I, I would have passed on it. I never anticipated that it'd make more than 100, and here it's pushing two. I just didn't think. I thought both movies would end up around 100. I didn't think Doolittle would struggle to even hit 80. <laughs> I honestly felt like that movie was going to be just a disaster, but I expected it to make at least 100. And, man, I just, I don't know. It would be great if Bloodshot was a secret success. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it is getting promoted on ESPN nonstop. Well, which like, is usually, I think, a bad sign. That's a desperation mm-hmm. move. Well, you know what is also crazy? To think that we both almost chose Birds Ooh, of Prey. It's a bomb. It's, it's a bomb, folks. The the thing is, this movie has to make more than three hundred million to break even worldwide. I don't think it's going to happen with this little thing called the coronavirus sweeping across China and the rest of the <laughs> Europe. You don't, you don't need to blame the coronavirus. This movie's made sixty two million dollars well, <laughs> in two weeks. Well, for here in the U.S., it's not looking very good, and I just can't believe it was between for me. My big picks, either Birds of Prey or Black Widow. If you would have picked Birds of Prey, I would have easily won this. Oh, yeah. But you were debating before we ended up doing the fantasy pod that you were heavily leaning toward picking Birds of Prey as your number one hit. 
Why Fast and Furious, I think, is the one I'm going to regret. You think that will end up being the biggest success? No, I don't know what to think anymore. All my logic has been thrown out the window. I've I've sucked this up. I'm sucking it up. Well, that's the same with a lot of analysts. A lot of people have tossed it out because the same discussion we're having, a lot of other box office analysts are having the same conversation on which it's like, what happened with Bad Boys? How did that become a success? How did Sonic? I mean, it ended up getting this fandom. It, it's already had this nice base built, but after they ended was, up redoing the design of Sonic. That's less surprising because it's kids. But Birds of Prey, and, I mean, for weeks leading up to it, it was 50 to 65 million for the opening. Yeah. W- tickets finally go on sale. And I, I'm showing you these seats. No one's buying seats. <laughs> yeah. L- the day before the movie is coming out, no one's buying seats. I'm like, something isn't adding up. Something's weird. Well, like you said, leading up to it, it, it was very fishy. And one way or the other, either you're on the high end or the low end. Actually, there was it didn't really seem to be a low end. And then this happens. But are, will, after seeing the movie, though, do you think that is as big of a surprise? I like the movie a lot. I'm surprised it's not doing well. I think in hindsight, the R rating absolutely killed this movie. I think we're also maybe overestimating the reach of Harley Quinn. Mm. I don't know why Suicide Squad was as successful as it is or was because the movie's terrible. Um, And I think Harley Quinn gets a lot of that credit. And I don't don't know why that movie was a hit. But I may be thinking now that it is not because of Harley Quinn. Well, I wonder if... Because of Suicide Squad, we ended up seeing this new Joker, this new gang. It was supposed to be this new major team-up. And it was kind of like the Justice League of the villains. But that was our first on-screen introduction, if you're unfamiliar with Harley Quinn, to Harley Quinn, this character. And we got to see Leto's insane take on this gangster Joker, And I think there are a lot of influences that happen with that. We had Will Smith in this role. I think that contributed somewhat. We had the cameo of Batfleck who popped up and I'm sure word got around. So there are some ingredients into why I think Suicide Squad had a much larger box office and will remain a larger champ over Birds of Prey. But it is surprising, though, that it has stunk it up this much. Mm. Did you? So you finally saw it. Was yep. Harley Quinn a reason to go see it? Because for me, it was not. It was Black Canary, Huntress, Roman Sionis. I honestly have no idea of any... I, I don't know about those characters at all. So... Going into the movie, I went in blind to all of those characters. Um, I think Margot Robbie is awesome as Harley Quinn. And she does a fantastic job. But watching Birds of Prey, I, I, I have a take. My hot take on this movie is I think it would have done so much better if it was released as a TV show or a miniseries and each episode is devoted to a certain character. It's kind of told in this line like each episode is devoted to Huntress and so on and so forth and then you create this team up that happened with Suicide Squad and what really stinks is that this movie is better than Suicide Squad but Suicide Squad will be the one that people I think will relate to or or turn to more 
And there's a chance that Birds of Prey could just be kind of left in the dust or it could become a cult classic. Did you not like it? This is where I think we're going to actually disagree. Because you and I usually, you wonder why we don't cover movies a lot. You and I well, tend to not disagree, disagree. very often. Um, I will say that I didn't hate it, but I also did not love it. Because so, I had an absolute blast. And it's one of the few movies that ended and I was like, I need to go see this again. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> so that's... I. But that's because I don't want to spend all my time in a theater. Let me ask, have you thought about the movie after seeing it? Every single day. I love. I went in fully expecting to just be obsessed with Black Canary after it ended, but I loved Huntress so much in this movie. Huntress is great. And I also think it's thanks to uh, Mary Elizabeth who plays her. And she's a great actress. She's, there, she's not in it a lot. I wish she was in it more. I thought that Ewan McGregor was great. Did you like Black Mask? Because he's not really Black Mask. He puts it on one time. There's no explaining it whatsoever, which I thought was stupid. I also think they're very flippant with how they end um, Black Mask and Zaz. I, that is another thing that how we get to the conclusion. I don't want to spoil it, but the conclusion we get kind of upset not me good. to a degree. And, and it's just, it leads up to basically nothing and then it's just... Yeah, and and honestly, I felt like there was so much more to dive into with those characters um, who you mentioned, and especially Black Mask. I don't know, coming honestly from a point of ignorance with Black Mask, I want to know why is he known as that, and I want to know more about his story. Granted, this is not his story per se. This is a Harley Quinn story, and now that the movie has been promptly renamed Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. <laughs> it should have been from the get-go, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. why? I still don't like this new title. I don't, but it matches it a little better. I don't like that. A couple of things off the top. I wish the movie was longer and we got to spend more time going into the trenches with these characters and being able to spend more time, especially with Huntress and... Black Mask, but the other thing that once we get to the end, I like the, there's kind of a, a team up, two team ups that we get, if you will. And I did not realize the significance of Kane, the girl in this, and who she technically becomes later on in the saga of her character arc. I She's did, nothing like the comics. Which is weird. She's the one that they have the most liberty with. The other thing I've been meaning to ask you about Black Mask, because originally his storyline, or maybe the entire movie storyline, he was trying to get some photos of his. I'm assuming it was his. He was trying to get those back? Or yeah, what was that exactly? What? The original rumor that we heard a long time ago, and everything basically lines up as this being accurate, is Cassandra steals the diamond. In the diamond is a flash drive of dick pics. Oh. And it's of Romans, apparently. <laughs> so he wants the diamond back before it gets out. My question is, why is a man of that power, of his power, even care if that comes out? Sure. The Black Mask stuff is both really, really great because I loved every time he was on screen, yet we don't get any backstory of this character. And again, his demise is done almost in such a jokey way. Mm-hmm. That you're just like, oh, that that's it. 
Were you laughing a lot in the movie? Did it did it make you laugh quite a bit? No, I'm not a big laugher. I don't usually LOL in <laughs> movies. It takes something really funny to make me audibly laugh. But I had, I would say I had a big smile on my face a lot of the movie. I there were I, I was surprised with this film how little it made me laugh. Like I had fun with it in parts, and especially the final action scene when Harley's on rollerblades. Probably my favorite part of the movie. What do you think? Did you care that it was rated R? Because that was uh, one my probably my biggest complaint was this feels a lot of this feels very unnecessary. Yeah, DC's got some obsession with making either it's DC Universe content or now this um, about as cool and edgy as possible, <sighs> and I don't understand it. I don't understand the R rating. I don't think it needed to be. I don't understand who you're trying to reach, I guess is my question. Like yeah. when you have the animated Harley Quinn show and it just says the F word nonstop, <laughs> who are you trying to reach? Because you would think you would want to reach a younger crowd or teens. They clearly were either not interested in this or just couldn't go because they were not of age. And that's why I wonder this movie could either be left in the dust and just kind of forgotten about or it be- gains a cult following when it is released to buy and on streaming and all of that and more people are able to watch it more easily than going to the theater so it's the box office just is disappointing because i thought these side characters were so great and i want to see them again i really hope this doesn't ruin those chances honestly and and i keep hearing too after the fact there's still a push for the gotham city sirens and I'm curious to see if that happens, but James Gunn's The Suicide Squad is currently shooting. Have you seen any photos of that recently, by the way? I saw a few of Harley Quinn. I'm, I'm just kind of trying to avoid it. Okay. Because yeah, she right now she's in that, like the jester suit, that look in which it's the red and black and that crazy jester hat that she wears. It appears that they're taking that direction, but I'm more curious. I'm, I'm really curious to see what James Gunn pulls together with the Suicide Squad, but I'm also worried that WB once again is going to say, you know what, let's make this hard R. I hope not. I just, some of their choices I just don't think make any sense. I think that severely hurt Birds of Prey, and it really stinks because even though with the movie, I was like very middle of the road, with it, I would like to see more. I liked the direction they were going. I liked the characters that they had built in. And I wish that we would get to see more of certain characters who we will never see again, unfortunately. I, I wouldn't put it past WB to edit this into a PG-13 film. <laughs> I think yeah. I think the ship's already sailed, though. Because renaming is not going to change anything. The movie is not going to make a lot of money. Actually, that's a very interesting idea. If they re-release this in theaters as a PG-13 movie. It's too hard. I mean, it says the F word like 85 times. It's it's a lot. And a lot of that I felt was just so unnecessary. It didn't warrant, especially with some of the violence, you could easily edit around that so it wasn't as violent. What is this? Why, why is Black Mask called Black Mask exactly besides wearing this? He's oh, like the gimp. Oh, man. No, 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 no. It has to do with his parents and it's a whole backstory that we're not going to get into. But is he... Uh, but is there? there is a reason why he has this mask, what it's made from, and why he wears it. Hmm. And we didn't get any of that. 
Hmm. The wardrobe in that movie is incredible. I love the look of it. I thought it was shot really well. Um, the needle drops maybe were a little too annoying. Yeah, that... But like, it fit with the movie on like Suicide, Suicide Squad where some of those needle drops, you're like, man, why are we playing an Eminem song from 25 <laughs> years ago? Well, <clears throat> as I've heard before about Birds of Prey, that not Harley Quinn, but Mario Robbie, she being a producer of the film, wanted to stick along with what David Ayer started with Suicide Squad with this look. And that's great. That's cool. It's, I think it successfully carries that over and does it better. Should we move on to the Rotten Tomatoes game and transition oh. into what Birds of Prey actually got? Yeah, I don't remember any of my scores because we did Ooh. this a while back. We guessed all of February, I believe. Mm-hmm. We, so what did we say for Birds of Prey? So to start things off with the Rotten Tomatoes game, Birds of Prey or now adequately. We're not calling We're calling it Birds of Prey. <laughs> not doing that. You guessed 68%. Ooh. And in that same discussion, I said, you know, I feel like this will get in the mid-60s. But I went 10 below you with 58%. It landed at 79% from critics. Does that 79 score reflect or give any kind of credence at all to the actual quality of Birds of Prey? Or is that not as of an accurate depiction as you would like? As a consensus, I think that's fair. I I also wonder, was it a missed opportunity not to release that movie on Valentine's Day since it's like a breakup movie? Next up, after Birds of Prey, we've got another mystery that has done so well. It's helping me in the box office (laughs) score. Sonic the Hedgehog, you guessed. Oh, I thought you were going to say Fantasy Island. Oh. Okay. What's Sonic at? We'll, We'll get to that here right after Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog, you gave... That a 22% score. Oh. I went with 33, and it's actually sitting at 64%. So right now, you and I, are yep. we got one apiece. One for one. Next up, Fantasy Island. You guessed 27%. Mm, that's way too high. I, <laughs> I guessed 16%, and I win since it's sitting at 10%. Jeez. It probably will drop even lower. I felt like it was at 8 or 9 the other day, but right now, at the recording time, it's 10%. Lastly, of those four, the three that we covered, the fourth one that we have, Call of the Wild. You guessed 64%. I I couldn't believe you when you said yours. I do remember it was very low. I guessed 10%. Good grief. Why? I told you there's no way. It just, there's something about this movie that I thought after seeing that first trailer, man, I think that's what the audience will give it. It looks absurd, but. I think the audience will give it 10%, but critics so far are loving it. We went through that guy's, the, the director's filmography though, and all his movies have gotten like solid reviews. I should have at least gone with 50 or something. But nonetheless, right now, now, mind you, this film only has like 40 critics or so with their reviews in on Rotten Tomatoes. So we're recording before the release and before most of the critics come in with the scores. But right now, it's at 69%. Oh, I'm feel, I'm r- really close. Even if it drops, you are in the like prime zone to win this. And I would be completely okay giving this to you. So right now we are tied, but we are waiting on a tiebreaker film. 
Do you remember what film? It's something I'm very excited for. Well, I got I recently got the Alamo season pass. I have yet to use it in like three weeks. Oof. I'm really starting to debate if I really need it. What sucks though about the Alamo season pass is that a lot of things. Actually, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, well, the so I don't have it. I'm joined the wait list, and I decided. I'm waiting. I'm just sitting on this decision. I do not have it yet. Don't you have to make a decision within two weeks, though? Yeah, so I'm screwed. But the point... I told you, <laughs> you you got Regal, the Regal Pass. I don't think there's any reason for you to not continue to do that until that thing goes under. Well, after you had talked about the various flaws or the inconveniences of the convenience fee, <laughs> well, other things other than that, but... With season pass, I discussing that with you, I thought, wow, you're right. I don't see. I don't pay any convenience fee because I go into the box office and use my Regal app, and I'm able to see as many movies as I want in a single day, so long as they're an hour and a half apart. Whereas with Alamo season pass, you can only see one a day, which is not a problem with me. I don't need to see multiple things a day. And, but there's basically a two dollar convenience fee because yeah. you have to do it through the app, which is. I understand I'm saving a lot of money, but that's a turnoff. You get mm-hmm. rewarded for seeing a movie and it goes into your total, which bumps you in the top brass, but there's literally no reward system at Alamo, which is absurd. Whereas Regal, you end up for some movies. I mean, like, you seriously open the app, you get like 10,000 credits. Yeah, it's more or less. I don't, I don't yeah. get how they stay in business. And I, I love, there are some movies, it's like, go see this movie during the opening weekend. And then you get a free digital download and 500 bonus points. And those bonus points you can turn into food or another ticket. Whereas Alamo, it's limited to, as you said, you're in these three tiers of the victory rewards. And it's whether or not you get to use that for free tickets. I mean, you may get a free popcorn or drink, but that's it. It's very rare. And a free ticket, like on your birthday, doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Whatever it was. I think my biggest problem so far with season pass is I like to go Thursday nights. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like to go on the weekends. I don't like my weekend taken taken up by movies. So when, let's say, No Time to Die comes out, the season pass forces you. You can't get advanced tickets beyond seven days. So what I'm going to have to do is just, if I want to go on a Thursday night to a big movie that's going to sell out, I'm going to be forced to just shell out money, get my seat, and then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get a refund and instantly get it back with my season pass within that seven days. For me, at this point, now it's, it's freaking February. I'll keep this around till like May when more movies are coming out. I'm really debating on if this is even worth it for me. Well, if you, I mean, you cancel and you can't get it for a year. You can't get it for a year, but I could down. do, my turnoff with Regal though is I like to sign seats. I don't even want to have to worry about seating. So that's the turnoff in that one, and that's yeah. probably my biggest turnoff of anything. So which which is why I've never done that one. And I had AMC for a while. That wasn't assigned seating at the time it is now. But I our theater I think is dumpy. If I were to come to you and say, say I don't have a pass at all, is it worth getting season pass? Are you considering something else? As a frequent moviegoer, you bet. I mean, I would say is seating important to you because that's very important to me. I don't want, I don't want to have to sit around for an hour waiting for a movie to start. I like to show up five minutes before it and sit there. That's that's my top priority. 
So I say if that doesn't matter to you, then there's no reason to use Alamo. Now you, you also have certain stipulations, like you have to go into the theater and check in. If you don't use that, and there are so many times, according to the rules of the app, that if you go in and, or you don't go in rather, then you could lose your season pass. And Which isn't necessarily the dumbest thing because Regal, you could just buy a ticket and never show up and you get credit for it. And the same as AMC, I think, right? because yeah, I used to do it nonstop. Oh. <laughs> but well, Alamo, at least, you have to be within a radius to check in. I think yeah. once you're in there, I don't think it's checked again. Since I'm locked in with Regal for a full year, and I think I've got like four more months or something like that, I figured I'll play that out. And by the end of that, I will decide whether or not to go with Alamo or with Regal. Because the same discussion is if I don't go with Season Pass and I see, like, say, one or two movies there a month, I really don't think that justifies a Season Pass because, one, I would be paying more with the convenience fees on top of that. And then, two... I would be locked in with Alamo. And even though you can get it month to month, if I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do next month, I want to say there's nothing coming out next month or I just want to save some money, then you're screwed for a year. And I feel like to make it worthwhile, if it's 20 a month, you need to see at least three movies. You're spending under, I don't know, five something on the convenience fee, which mm -hmm. which is fine. But if you see two movies, that's about $20. You might as well just... Buy the tickets. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And if that's like your theater of choice, of choice, like I've heard and talked to even some of our listeners that their families go there or they go there a lot, then it definitely makes sense. But after and the other thing I think is a major benefit with season pass, though, is you could add someone to that. Like say you and your wife or girlfriend, whomever, you go to the movies a lot with that person you can add them on as a ticket whereas regal you can't you can end up having like companion seats or something like that where you can buy tickets but you can't do you can't add an extra person onto your pass because if i could do that i would add another person and then like if you know my family came in i would buy an extra ticket or with my girlfriend i would buy a ticket you know something like that or if there is a movie coming out, and I get your ticket, whatever it may be, but it's that's another at season pass, that's another twenty bucks that you had to add on to your already twenty dollar season pass. There's definitely pros and cons to both. Yeah. All right, so let's finish out the Rotten Tomatoes game. One final film, Invisible Man. You guessed seventy-seven percent. I guessed a flat fifty. I don't know what to expect. We've yet to find out. So we had to leave you on a cliffhanger for this episode because we will, whoever wins the Invisible Man, since we're two and two each, we're tied, the Invisible Man will be the tiebreaker in this Rotten Tomatoes game. Whomever wins chooses to block one ingredient from the Super Soaker Challenge of the Fantasy Game. So like Which say, is good news for me because I'm probably going to lose. <laughs> so if you have five ingredients, you'll have five. I could say I could say I don't want the barbecue sauce in there. I don't want the baby diaper poop Ooh, in there. The pureed baby food. That's actually good. I may go with that. I'll go buy some Gerber food. 
what I would get rid of? Maybe like a hot sauce. That that, that might hurt. Yeah. But uh, man, I don't. It's not looking good for me. I'm gonna lose this. That I may actually just do four hot, four or five hot sauces. Oh no! <laughs> Cholula, sriracha. Hope you're ready for brunch in the face. Oh boy. Well, that's going to cover it for this episode. And next up, we will find out what the Invisible Man gets. And we'll also have another update on the box office where Sonic the Hedgehog makes, makes another $70 million. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.